This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Hey. <laughs> Three, four! Three, four! a good song, but how is this a Cleveland song, Lewis? Well, you didn't figure it out. You're not waiting. I didn't figure it out. You don't know the song? No. Okay. What is energy calling me back where it comes from. Love that song. I'll bet Justin knows what it is. Who is it? It's Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. Yeah, I knew that one. You're a genius. I think you're the smartest man ever. I do. I think you're the smartest man ever. Write that down. Cleveland Rocks. Who would know this? I don't think Bernie knows this song. Well, we've had a great show already today. Cleveland Rocks. Wow. Curtis Sliwa, Rich Lowry, Joanne Ariola, Mike Councilwoman, as we continue the fight to keep the illegals out of Floyd Bennett Field. And moments ago, Bill O'Reilly, Joe Beningo can't stop by today, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. But uh, we do have some time here for one of the great quarterbacks. He led the Miami Hurricanes to a 1983 NCAA championship, beating Nebraska, one of the great college games ever, 31-30. Went on to become an unbelievable quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Should have played multiple Super Bowls, if not for the late Marty Schottenheimer, God rest his soul, and Ernest Beiner, who would have beaten our way every time. Also won a Super Bowl ring as Aikman's back up in Dallas, backed up Dan Marino in Miami, and is now doing some really terrific stuff for players and other people who have suffered uh, dramatic, uh, life-changing brain injuries. One of my dearest friends, the great Bernie Kozar. Bernie, good morning, bud. How are you? Good morning. What an awesome introduction that is. <laughs> um, don't know where to start with that, but that Cleveland rocks, it's, sac- it's sacrilegious. Here in Cleveland, if you don't know that, uh, really? don't know that song, especially on a Brown Steelers Monday night game. Uh, that's yeah. a huge game. I, I know that's uh, that's a huge game. And going back to your days, and um, you know, obviously, uh, Vinny, you know, Vinny had an issue. He thought Dion Figures was on the Browns. <laughs> then he tested Verdi, but uh, yeah, 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 colorblind. But I know this: uh, the Browns and the Steelers. The people really get into this one. In fact, I saw you speaking at some breakfast, Bernie, in front of Steeler fans. You actually gave the Steelers a little bit of credit for a couple of seconds, and then turned on that, didn't you? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm into this new healing and spirituality in the late third quarter, early fourth quarter of my life, and you know, Sid, I love how what we've. Um, the forum you've given me to talk about some of the injuries and wellness issues that I go through and some of the things that some of us ex-athletes go through and how we could cognitively be here and be present and be on the show at 9, 10 this morning and be festive and fired up and trying to help and heal people, have a positive, great day and an amazing week. But it always wasn't that way. And when we used to play the Browns and Steelers, my mindset was completely different on game day so a lot of people used to come up to me and say hey you gotta hate me because you're a Steelers fan and maybe a lot of Jets fans aren't liking me from my Dallas roots today the way the Cowboys have 
treated the the two New York teams in yeah. the first week of the season with a, I think a combined seventy to ten score. So yep, yep. I want I want to stay positive there. The way the great G men and uh, awesome Brian Dable responded coming back. Oh, in come that on, greatest stink. second half comeback. Uh, so what? So what? Eight seven. Yes. Well, yes so I what? Love. Arizona's a terrible team, and the fact they even had to do that shows you the Giants aren't very good. You also played for Miami, and Jet fans hate Miami, and they're two and zero. They won again. They beat the Patriots last night on the road. So if Tua stays healthy. Bill Sims thinks the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. We'll see. But I want to go back. You know, I, I got yeah. to work with, with Brian Dable in, in, with Eric Mangini in Cleveland. And I also got to work with Mike McDaniel yeah. here in Cleveland when he was with Kyle Shanahan. What Mike McDaniel is doing with the Dolphins is super special with Tua. And, again, I know the G-men should have put those, the, the Cardinals away earlier. But with, with Coach Dable and Daniel Brown did coming back with scoring on all five possessions in the second half to not let the season get to 0-2, having to go to the 49ers, which I we anybody having to play the 49ers now is a tough situation. <laughs> no, that's a loss. That's a loss. They're 1-2 going into week four, so we'll see. You're right. They salvaged maybe some of the season because they would have started 0-3 for sure. And Daniel Jones had a big second half. But, again, Arizona is so bad. I'm a die- You know, I'm a big giant, but I am. I can't get excited. But I, this Browns team interests me, your team here. You know, Deshaun Watson, uh, he's not a good guy. He's a scumbag. You may like him because he's your Browns quarterback. He's a scumbag. But he got like a billion dollars. He like did horrible things to a bunch of women and got away with it because he's an NFL quarterback. But he's a decent player. <laughs> the Browns have a really, really aggressive defense. And that was no fluke beating the 0-2 Bengals last week. I liked them on the road in Pittsburgh tonight. If the Browns start the season 2-0, and they may have a ticket tape parade in Cleveland, No. <laughs> Well, I'm going to take the lighter side of the first half of your equation on our, our QB and stuff and and kind of chuckle about how you said the Browns are a, a couple-point favorite tonight. Um, not to be an egotist, but as a historian of football, the last time the Cleveland Browns were a favorite at the Steelers was way back in 1989 when the old man on the phone was the quarterback. So... <laughs> Who was, the quarterback, was the who was the quarterback for the Steelers back then? Was it like O'Donnell or somebody? Or Cordell? I don't know. I, don't I think, think that was Bobby. That was Bobby oh, Bobby back. Briston. Also a Jet. Yeah. 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 So wow. that was uh, – and I love Bobby. So to, to have um, had that outcome, 51 nothing wouldn't be that Ooh. bad. Ooh. And It was 51 nothing. 51 nothing. Who had, besides a, you, who had, now, was that, uh, you still had uh, Biner and Mack getting a 1,000 apiece? Who else had a big night that night? So that was a big, uh, big defensive night. Um, um, Ozzie Newsom was still on the oh, team. So Kev, Kev, it, that was um, that was the Bud Carson's first uh, first game, first mm. year as, mm. as the Browns, Browns coach. And you um, you said something just interesting too that the Browns have a chance to go two and zero. That's actually that was they have a chance to go two and zero for the first time since 1993. Um, so this is partly why I'm available to talk to you today because <laughs> I was able to. <laughs> the last time I told that story, I told that to before the Browns game last year when we had a chance to go 2-0. and It was against the New York Jets. It was alumni weekend, and we had about a half dozen of us around, and our owner, Mr. Haslam, came up, and he said, hey, the Browns, we haven't been 2-0 and in forever. And I go, sir, 
um, you didn't own the team then, but the forever was 1993, <laughs> and <laughs> when, when we were the quarterback. But we we ended up blowing the game against the Jets that night. So hey, we have a chance tonight to go two and zero. And the way the Steelers looked in Week One, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin though, isn't going to let his team fall flat at mm. home. So I don't know if it's, I don't know, be, I don't know if he could help it. I mean, I know I like the kid Pickett out of Pittsburgh, but that is not a very good Steeler team. I do want to go to Miami for a second. One of my dearest friends, Joseph Tacopina, forty-six years, happens to be if recognized the name. He is probably the most famous and most prominent of all of Donald Trump's attorneys, representing uh, President Trump in two of his five cases. And he's a big Miami fan. In fact, he went to the Miami win over Texas A&M with Alex Rodriguez, believe it or not, two weeks ago. And he's all pumped up that the Hurricanes are 3-0. and And now you guys got a winnable game against Temple coming up on Saturday. So the Browns may be 2-0. and The Hurricanes may be 4-0. and That's a double orgasm for Bernie Kosar, yes? Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Absolutely. 40, and at that game, I'm a little disappointed. He didn't call me an A-Rod. I was a little busy. That was the 40th anniversary of the University of Miami's national championship when we uh, we beat Texas A&M uh, two weeks ago. So that was pretty fun. I'm going to have to mess with A-Rod for not checking, out, <laughs> checking, checking me a phone call there. Um, Are you still – all these great Miami Hurricane alumni, Michael Irvin and, and all these guys – and, and you started it all. You won that first championship, beat Nebraska in 1983. Uh, Howard Schnellenberger. I mean, people go crazy about Jamar Chase in Cincinnati. You had Eddie George. I mean, Eddie George. Eddie Brown, excuse Eddie me. Eddie Brown. And Eddie Brown was as good as any Bengal wide receiver in the history of that team. I don't care if you're talking about Chris Collinsworth, Isaac Curtis. I don't care. So do you still get, when I was down there, you were still the man. Is that still the case? Well, thank you. Thank you for um, saying it like that. I, I get goosebumps thinking of I'm so proud to be from Northeastern Ohio, being a Cleveland Brown, foundationally, the University of Miami and those hurricane teams and what they taught me and what resonates within me. And absolutely still cool to be down there and um, to have celebrated that 40th national championship yeah. with and God bless Howard Snellenberger not being there, but with the Eddie Browns, and you're right. That team was so good that the great Michael Irvin didn't even play that He didn't year. even play. I know. Yeah. Brian, Brian Blades was there. Uh, Brett Perriman. Um, you know, Jerome Brown was on that team. God bless his soul. I mean, yeah. so, so many of our, so many of those guys that, and those teams that, that really were iconically changed and to, and to see Jimmy Johnson and to see the, uh, the 30th year anniversary of the Dallas Cowboys national uh, of the Super Bowl, yeah. and to see uh, to be the only quarterback to have been with Jimmy in University of Miami 
um, the Cowboys and then the Dolphins. And he even admits how he foundationally changed as a person and the coach he is from those great teams that he was a part oh, of. No, those teams were crazy. Come on. You, you know, you, you had the other wide receiver besides Eddie was Stanley Shakespeare. He's gone too, but he was a great player. And, and your tight end, you know, uh, you always talk about shocking. Glenn Dennison. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn Dennison, Dennison was great. He was great. Great. And great he, player. He told a story two weeks ago about the New York Jets. Yeah. Back in those days, you had to get three years and three games to get your NFL pension at three years and two games. He was 19 hours away from vesting for his pension and the Jets released him. Bastards. So, well, I hate the Jets. Toby hate the Jets. He's, Toby glad Dallas won yesterday. Uh, in the final 60 seconds, Bernie, on a political note, being this is a political station, are you still uh, having sex with John Kasich in Ohio? Um, thank you. Thank you very much. At, at this age, at this age, is no, what, it bad to say any sex? No, but what, what, sex? he was your boy, right? You guys are pretty close, right? You and Kasich? Um, you know, politically, politically, I, I wasn't as active, active with him in that. Right now, with, right now, from the political side, our, our governor, DeWine, um, is on the Republican side of it. And he's one of the Republican side of it that's, uh, you know, trying to balance balance uh, things between the Trump the Trump situation and what's going on with with the environmental stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a big week for that too. It's Climate Week here in New York City. Well, Bernie, I love you. Yeah, Great to catch up. Hey, I know I know you're breaking out there as it's Climate Week, and as you try to decide between um, that part of it, you guys will be getting rain this afternoon. Coming from Cleveland, we had it. We had it over the weekend, and when it comes down, I hope it's not the bloom from the vinyl chloride <laughs> from the East Palestine train, or from all the damn steel mills and stuff that's been dumping dumping in our water here. Hey, listen. By the way, East Palestine. The only person to show up there for the longest time was Trump. Way before uh, that idiot Pete Buttigieg came, or even Biden. So, but I love you, Bernie yeah. Kosar. Good luck tonight against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey. Stay healthy. You matter. Too. You matter, too. The great Bernie Kosar. I love that. You matter. He sent me a, a video of him speaking uh, to these uh, Steeler fans at a lunch, and he said, you matter. 